0: God we serve is the risen king. Did you hear that? Thank you, choir. Did they, did they yeah. do a good job? Amen. <laughs> this was beautiful. We should go home. <laughs> Time to go home, isn't it? Let's uh, open our Bibles to the... Uh, Gospel of Mark. Gospel of Mark. Our Bibles? You have your Bibles? Amen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Again. We have our Bibles. Praise God. Amen. Chapter 16. We've heard a couple of readings about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to read a few verses So we can follow up the story. Verse 1, and when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples, and Peter is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he said to you. And they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling. And astonishment had gripped them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. May God bless His Word. The uh, Gospels give an account of that beautiful morning. And we heard that Matthew says, Two angels. And here we have one angel, it doesn't matter as long as it is an angel and each one uh, of the disciples all those writers of the gospels uh, has put his uh, stamp and we thank god for the accounts all of them said jesus rose from amongst the dead all of them said the stone was rolled away. All of them said, the tomb was empty that morning. And we believe it's an empty tomb. I visited that tomb. And you know it's a, in a garden, and they call it the garden tomb there. And well, let me tell you one thing. If we ask the all these disciples, when they knew and they met the Savior... When he was raised from the dead. They never went back to visit the tomb. Did you ever think of that? They didn't take flowers as we do. Because we do visit the graves. Because the remains are there. But why should they take flowers. For the someone whose remains are not there. Jesus rose from amongst the dead. He did today. We celebrate his resurrection day. We just remember that over 2,000 years ago, he rose victorious. Today is a day of triumph over the devil and his disciples and his demons. And today, we think what Martin Luther said, Jesus Christ today is risen, and over death, triumphant reigns. He has burst the grave's strong prison, leading sin herself in chain. On a glorious Easter morning, over 2,000 years ago, the two Marys, it says here, Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James, and Salome, came to the tomb. And the Bible says when the Sabbath was passed, And you know, nothing was recorded, happened during the Sabbath. But it was the last of the old dispensation. And thank God for that. When Jesus came, we started a new dispensation. The next morning, this is why we say, before Christ and after Christ. Only one person in the history of the world can split the world into before Christ and after Christ. And it's the name of Jesus Christ. No one else. No one else. The tombs of the other so-called gods are there, and people visit them. And they are filled with remains, with bones and decay. But Jesus Christ's body never saw a decay, and his tomb is empty. Hallelujah, what a Savior. In verse 3 we read, And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? These dear and devoted women watched the crucifixion, chapter 15. And look at verse 40 if you want. And they had been careful to observe where the body of their loved one was laid. And now as soon as the Sabbath was over, they brought the spices and... Very early next morning, they were at the tomb. And you know, I give, I give these women all the credits in the world. While others were in fear and hiding, these women loved so much and loved well enough to come and risk and sacrifice and visit the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their love lasted, yes, lasted through darkness. Through death, the crucifixion. And then now comes the resurrection. Their love was lavish. They went and bought things. Bought spices. Perfumes. To come and anoint his body. You know one thing. When I think of these two Mariams and Salome. I see love that did not fear neither the authorities or did not, did not pull back at their crucifixion did not lose hope but they had hope and they believed and remembered that he said on the third day I shall rise again and they came through with that love they were there who shall but this was the problem who shall roll away the stone? These were three women. And they're not strong. And there's a motto I'd, I'd like to remind you in the world today. And we repeat it every now and then. Don't worry. It may never happen. That means, well, they were worried. Who is going to roll the stone away from us? We are so disposed to take for granted difficulties Which may not arise. Did you ever think of that? We worry about how we are to remove. This stone or that stone. And then in the morning. We find that difficulty does not exist. How many times you went to bed? Oh with burden. What tomorrow is a big day? I cannot face it. I don't know what to do. Who's going to resolve this problem? Different. Various problems. And then when you get up in the morning, you receive a phone call. It's taken care of. It's resolved. And you say, ah, thank you, God. Right? Don't we do that? A dear old lady reviewing her past life wrote, I have had a great Many troubles in my life. Especially those that never came. They were worried. This stone is so big. Who is going to roll it? And when I entered the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ. And visited that tomb. The door was somehow high. And if they had to put that big stone Over that tomb. It was very heavy. Very 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 heavy. And it took many soldiers I'm sure. To remove it. But it took one angel. To roll it back. Only one. Well if it were not written. That it was two angels. In Matthew. And one angel. In uh, Mark. And Luke. And the Gospel of John. I would have said. God had a remote control and he moved that stone. He can do that. Can't he? He can move his finger and roll away the stone, let alone remote controls. They looked up. They looked up what they they see. Stone has been rolled away. Do you have a burden this morning? Did you come with a burden to church today? And you probably was... Figuring out, yes, I'm coming. I'm going to attend Easter Eastern Sunday at the church. Uh, your church of your choice. And But you still are bugged with a burden. You have a situation on your heart. You have a problem at home. You have a, a situation at work that you hate to go to tomorrow, Monday morning. And says, who is going to roll away the stone? I can tell you one thing. I present you one thing. The angels of God can roll away any stone you are carrying this morning. Any burden on your heart, Jesus Christ can remove it. Is it your son? Is it your daughter? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is there any problem in the family that you know that you couldn't solve, you couldn't resolve? I'll tell you one thing. The angels of God can resolve it. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, day, and forever. Who conquered death can conquer any problem you have. Where is the anticipated problem? Mary. Where is the anticipated problem? She looked at Salome. I mean. It's open. And you know what? Death. Cannot keep his prey. Death could not hold the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, Three days and I'm coming back. Only to go do some business. And the business he did. And praise God, he took your sins and mine and buried them forever and ever. Christian, rejoice this morning. This afternoon, rather, Jesus Christ has taken your sins away and he saved you, took your sins, buried them forever and no more fishing. Don't think of them. They are there forever and ever. Death cannot keep his prey. Jesus, my Savior, He tore the bars away. Jesus, my Lord. Is he your Lord this afternoon? May he be. Is he the one that you're waiting to see soon? May he be. Are you waiting for that trumpet to sound? May it be. Are you waiting to go home and be with him in heaven? May it be. And I wish that everyone who is here this afternoon has Jesus Christ as his Savior or her Savior. Who moved the stone? You answer it. I have some questions. Who opened the eyes of the blind? You're answering. Good. You're hearing me. You're not, you are not uh, asleep. <laughs> Who healed the lame and the sick? With the palsy. Who pronounced the lepers clean? Amen. Who raised the dead and who mended the broken hearted? Who changed funeral processions into life and gladness? Who created man from dust? Who moved the stone? I hope you figured it out now. And let's bow down and worship him. Let's bow down and worship him. Every stone, every burden, every problem, he is specialized in removing and solving. In verse 5 we read, And entering the tomb they saw a man, a young man, sitting at the right wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. What a surprise this woman got. They had been speaking about a stone and they saw a man. And they were terrified. What a difference. What a surprise. And with this vision that they saw, there came a voice. And this voice says in the Bible, He is risen, He is not here. The mighty deed is done and the victory is won Death is destroyed and the grave is conquered. The light of that eastern morning floods over all that Palestinian area. And the gospel story started then. And it reached us and thank God for that. He is risen. What word? And he appeared after that. He rose from the dead. And you know what? We have a great compassionate Savior. He was compassionate before he died. He is more compassionate after he's risen. And he thought of the people who just were weeping, were sad, and said, "I need to attend to some business before I go visit the disciples." And you know who's the first one who got a glimpse of the risen Savior? Verse 9. Now after he had risen early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to who? To Mary Magdalene. Mary, from whom, what did he do? He had cast out seven demons. Does she need a visit from him? Oh yeah, she was a loyal person. She followed him from one place to another. She never forgot what he did for her. She was so loyal to him that at the cross she was there under the cross with Mary and with Salome looking. She never feared. She was there even to die with him. He thought of her and he went and talked to her and appeared to her and encouraged her and guess what? And he gave her a message. Go tell. Go tell my disciples. And go tell the story that you have seen me. And we, as Christians of the 21st century, we have seen by faith Jesus Christ. And we have a message. And that message he gave to the disciples of all, he is giving you this message today. Go to the world, preach, teach, and baptize. And I am with you till the end of the ages. This is the God our, of our salvation. This is the resurrected Savior. He's given us a message. And woe unto us. If we don't carry this message. With all sincerity. And go to the world. And tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we doing that? I hope we are. He appeared also. To two of his, of his disciples. They were the friends of the disciples. They were walking on the way to Emmaus. By the way, I was there. And this was about 11, 12 kilometers, 7, 8 miles. And it's a nice area, old, old wooded area. And then they were walking and they were so disappointed that he died. And he said there were stories about him. Luke chapter 24 tells you about that for the lack of time. We are not going to read it. And they were hopeless. And they had... Nothing to look for except going home and staying with their mom. And you know, suddenly, thank God, suddenly he walked with them. And he said he did not he closed their eyes, so he did not know him. And he said, Why are you what are you talking about? I love Jesus. When he says, What are you talking about? He knows what they're talking about. <laughs> they told him the things. Here's 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 that uh, what things? Come on. He knows the things. What things? He's knowing them to talk. Okay. He says, are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Didn't you hear what happened? Uh, tell me. Well, some say they stole him. Some say that he rose. Some women told us that they saw him and he vanished and said, okay. And what do you say? He says, we are so confused. And this is why he goes to confused people, to hopeless people, to people who are down, to people who have no, no life to live, and he lifts them up. This is the work of Jesus Christ. If you, this afternoon you are sad, you are perplexed, you have no hope, and you know very well that your life is not what it ought to be, Jesus Christ is walking amongst us. And he's there to straighten things out. And to offer himself as a redeemer and savior from this condition that you are in. You know, he started telling them. He didn't tell them, oh yeah, you're, you're fools, you don't understand the books. No, no, no. He took his time. And I want to draw your attention to this. And he started telling them about the Lord Jesus, about himself, from the Old Testament. From Moses and all the prophets. The New Testament was not written yet. No. And from the Old Testament he showed them. That Jesus must come. Must be crucified and die and rise again. What happened to their hearts? They were burning. And they said well, well, well. Please where are you going? You told us a good story. You told us that he rose from the dead. Please come in. Please stay with us. They offered him to stay. But he pretended that he was going a little bit further. I like that about Jesus. Where are you going? Oh, a little bit further. He would have gone. Okay. And they said they invited him in. And when they invited him, Mom, we have a guest with us. Oh, yeah, let's have dinner. So, Mom prepared dinner. And when they sat for dinner, he took bread himself. And with those hands that has the nail pierced hands and broke the bread. They looked there. They remembered. They saw the hands. It was Jesus. And he vanished. I want to draw your attention. Jesus will not come into your life, into your home, into your situation unless you invite him in. If they did not invite him, he would have continued. But they said please come. And it's it's their culture to invite him to dinner. Oh yes, we'll have dinner. And he came and he opened their eyes then and they saw Jesus. And you know what happened? After walking seven or eight miles. I know walking seven or eight miles is not easy. I walk sometimes five and I'm tired. Okay. Walking seven or eight miles, they said, Mom, we're we're leaving. Where are you going? Didn't you see? Jesus is here. We have a message. We have got to tell our friends that Jesus rose from amongst the dead. Do you have this message in your heart? Did Jesus touch your heart? Would you invite him today on, day, on, on a day like this beautiful day? Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. They invited him. And he accepted the invitation. And I encourage you this morning. If you don't know Jesus... As your Savior, ask Him to come in. He will never refuse nor reject. And you know what it says in the Bible? I am outside the door. I'm standing on the outside, knocking. Knocking on the door. If you hear my voice, and open the door. That door does not have an opening from the outside. It doesn't, have, it doesn't open. You have to open from the inside. Open that door, and He will come in. He'll sup with you, and you with Him. He'll break bread with you. And you become a different person. They became differently. Said our hearts were burning. This is Jesus. And then you'll find a new life. As I said if you're perplexed at these two, God can change this perplexion. If you are confused. God will take the confusion. If you have no hope. He says that's it. I'm going to end it tomorrow. God can take that. That hopelessness in you. And give you a new hope in life. Just open the door. Invite him in. They invited him in. One person he thought of. Also. Peter. He visited Peter. He sought him. And he asked him a couple three questions. Do you love me? Yeah, I remember that. And Peter. I mean Peter. Couldn't take it anymore. And he told him, I love him. Go tell the disciples and Peter a special message for this apostle who must have been feeling very, very bad at the time. And his master in his infinite love and mercy remembers him. He remembered him not to inflict any more guilt on him, but to comfort him and to show him that he did not disown him nor deserted him. Is there any friend? Like Jesus. He's a great forgiver. And he's willing to forgive you today. He's a great lover. And he still loves you. And he's opening his arm. Open arms. To the whole world. I love you. And I'm here to forgive you. This is the Savior. That we are celebrating today. With open arms he says. Come unto me. And in no way. I will leave you out. Come in. One last word. He thought of the others too. Verse seven. Are you with me? Sixteen seven. Go tell the disciples. And Peter, we covered that. He is going before you into Galilee. I stop here. He's going before you into Galilee. You know, 11 of the disciples were from Galilee. His ministry was in the Galilean area. And they had their successes and they had failures. But where did he choose to go? He says, I'm going back to Galilee. Well, you would think that he would go to Pilate. At Pontius Pilate, I'm alive. I'm going to take care of you now. <laughs> this is what we have done ourselves. I'm going to show him now. Who's alive. You crucified me. But I'm going to take care of you. now. He could have gone to the Sanhedrin. Council. All those chief. Of the Jews. Who said crucify him. He could have gone there. and says I want to show you now. Now you are my slaves. This is my day. He didn't do that. You know why? Because their day is coming. He has subpoenaed them to the great white throne one day. And they will walk before him. And he will judge them one by one. He's waiting. After the millennium, they will have to pay the price. And they are already judged. And they have no leg to stand upon. But he didn't do that. He's loving. He says, tell them. I am going before you into Galilee. What a promise. Each of us has his Galilee. Allow me to say this. And it is often the most difficult place to be. Or to reach. And he goes before us. And promises to meet us there. Why should we fear? Let me ask you a question. Are you this coming week, maybe tomorrow, going back to school or college or to your office or shop? Are you going to a place you hate to go? Do you have a court order to obey tomorrow? Do you have an important interview? Do you have a medical appointment? Do you have a CAT scan? Do you have an MRI tomorrow? Are you traveling abroad, far from home? Are you going to China? Or Japan? Put down the name of the place where the text says Galilee. Change that word, Galilee. Put that place you're going to. I'm going to school. Then read it again. Trust him. And he will go forward with you. I will meet you at school, I'll meet you at court, I'll meet you in your business, I'll meet you at home, I'll meet you in that difficulty. I tell them, I go before them, remember, he is going to go before you. Christian, don't lose faith. This is the risen Savior. He can be anywhere and go anywhere in a twinkling of an eye. Read again. I'll go before you too. Three points. Fill in the blanks. And you know that he is with you. And he'll never leave you. And nor forsake you. Tomorrow. What are your plans? Give them to God. And say God go before me. And I will follow you. Never go before him. He's alive. And he goes before us. And he will never fail us. Bill Gaither said it well in his song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. What is your Galilee tomorrow? You can face it because he lives. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Do not fear. What is the doctor going to say about that MRI? Remember, he is Lord above all. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living because he lives. Do you think he met them in Galilee? Yes. Did they have a breakfast of fish? Yes. Did he fulfill? Yes. Take these words and we'll go home. Christ never forgets his appointments. If he goes before i may feel safely to follow after happy easter this far heads our father as we conclude this service we pray that your word reach our hearts that's what we want your word to reach our homes our lives our schools our community To reach our inner souls. Help us to invite you in all the time. You be at the head of the table. You break the bread. And you conduct our lives. Without you we are nothing. But with you we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. What a day of victory is Easter Day. We celebrate it by bowing at your feet. And saying... Thank you, Lord, for saving our souls. Dismiss us, we pray, with your blessings. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.